guys? Welcome to Free For All Podcast, your source for all things geek. I'm your host, Evan Swapper. With me as always, Josh Barnett. Greetings and salutations. Yes, sir. Two for all, rolling on. Deuces, baby. Yeah, man. Trey's dead to us, and Chuck, he's doing something. Who knows? Being old. <sighs> Definitely being old. Yeah. I think there's a limit to how much he can get on the internet now. It's true. It's very true. Uh, this He's all carrying three. misinformation on Facebook, if we're being honest. Man, I don't even want to talk about it. <laughs> the, uh, There's so much that just the, good people believe because they're too naive. They just don't understand that how much misinformation is out there. Like, Jayla, who's not on social media, and like, has kind of lived a sheltered life. Like, she's a wonderful person. I love her. She's my wife. But she has experienced the world as much as I have. And, like, neither has her family. They're all very good people. And they get shown stuff like a random guy on YouTube. And they're like, oh, my God, have you seen this? And I'm like, yes, he's a loon. Yeah. Like, it's, it's the, uh, what he's saying. Like, no, it's true. John Oliver this week was very interesting. Yeah, I heard about it. I haven't watched it yet. Uh, it had stripping John Cena in it. Because he, he did end with uh, a bunch of celebrities that people, like different people would agree or listen to and believe what they're saying, giving a PSA about fact-checking uh, conspiracy theories. And one of them was John Cena, who introduced themselves himself as number three on your partner's celebrity pass list, uh, and then started to unbutton his shirt and finally... Saying, you know, he's wor- he, he was dedicated to working his way up to number one on your partner's list and number four on yours. And it's it's pretty I'm great. John Cena now. I know. I don't understand why I enjoy, but I enjoy John Cena. And Paul Rudd, who said, I once believed Paul Rudd had died because R.I.P. Paul Rudd was trending on Twitter. It's great. I love John Oliver, and like just that he went in. Like, it was like six months too late almost, but he went into the whole pandemic shit and like all of that crap. Did you know? I learned during this episode there's a cover of Adele's um, what is her song? Wow, uh, Hello, but it's about flat Earth. <laughs> It's like we all live in a glass dome. It's great. We're surrounded by ice. That's what I'm doing after we stop recording. I'm watching that. It's it's great. It's a hundred percent serious, and it's the worst. Uh, it's so depressing. Anyway, like me and Joe, yeah, this is fucking lean into it. Me and Joe were talking. I was like. Telling her, you know, I was reading several encouraging articles about when we'll have a vaccine and all this other stuff from like very reputable sources. And she was like, Yeah, she's like, I've just been hearing some bad things about vaccines lately. I was like, About like, oh, I get no. rushed. And she was like, but Yeah, but I've been told. And I was like, Oh, no. Then she got mad because I like, cut her off. I'm like, I had to apologize later. I was like, Listen, I'm not trying to be a jerk. And I like to hear what you have to say. But I was like, I feel very passionately about this. I was like, I don't care that your friend that you trust has knows a lady that says her kids are just different after the vaccine. I was like, there's literally no science that backs it up. We will give our kids all the vaccines. I was like, it's just 
you're good for them. Diseases are coming back. They shouldn't even be around anymore. I was like, vaccines are fine. They don't cause autism. They don't do anything. Please don't talk to that friend anymore. <laughs> it's like, it's so Stop. distressing. And the, the worst part about it, and it's the reason that, thank God, herd, human, herd imi- immunity, wow, exists, is we're going to have a significant number of people when there is a vaccine for COVID who refuse to take it. I'm going to say at least 40% of the world will refuse to take it. I would say 40% of the country, maybe like 20% of the world. We are the significant uh, leaders in that stupidity. And I do not apologize for saying that. No, we are, but it's worse than you think other places. It'll be a lot of places that do that. And it's going to be just awful. But hey, let them die out, I guess, because we'll 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 be okay. <laughs> that is true. The only thing I can say is I will be first in line from anybody I know to get that shot. Yeah, man. If I can get it day one, yeah, I'm getting a shot. Then going to the fucking movie. <laughs> <laughs> Yo, AMC, open back up. I don't care what you're showing. I'm watching something. I'm actually going to a bar afterwards because I hadn't done either in a fucking long time, man. Do you have uh, wheels of Alf? Put four episodes on and let's fucking go. <laughs> man, it's been real tempting. UEC showing stuff here in Cleveland that I desperately would love to see in the theater. I have not gone, but man, I want to go. They're showing just classic movies that I've never got to see in theaters, like uh, Last Crusade and uh, Jaws and all that sort of stuff. I was like, God, I want to go. Empire At this point, if you're going to see Jaws on a big screen, man up. Get in an inner tube and do it on the water. <laughs> Where it's COVID safe, at least. Man, I gotta admit, I don't buy into all that shit. I would be too fucking scared to watch Jaws in the water, though. <laughs> I, I just couldn't I, do it. I, I feel. Yeah, anyway. Well, let's talk about the small screen. Let's talk about some TV, man. Uh, let's talk about some new show premieres. Am I alone on all these? Oh, yeah. Okay. I'm sorry. Uh, I had every intention. You're fine. We're just going to have a short show. That's fine. Uh, new show premieres. Keep it fine. Uh, let's talk about not Hightown. I watched like 10 minutes and I cut it. That's a new Stars mystery, murder mystery. It's bad. Stars is still a thing. Yeah, man. They can't the counterpart. Thing. All right. Man, I love counterpart. Um, let's talk about The Great. The Great is uh, a new show on Hulu, which Hulu is having a bit of a renaissance. FX on Hulu has been a big thing, like way bigger than I thought it would. I've been impressed with Hulu's output recently. They're no longer just my Brooklyn Nine-Nine and Orville show, which, man, bring back Orville. Like, when is that coming? Yeah, you're not wrong. I don't even watch it, but I I enjoy the clips that I see, and I like when it's back for all my friends. Uh, But Hulu has, you're right, it was easily the least watched of the streaming services for me for a long time, but they've had several solid shows lately, uh, one of which is The Great. If you were to listen to sometimes... Uh, co-host of the Free For All podcast, but really not. Trey, Trey says this is the best show currently on TV. Until you remind him of any other show. (laughs) 
It's just not. Uh, but this? what this is, uh, this is uh, about a loosely based story on uh, the life of Catherine the Great. Like, and they say up front, it's a very much a dramedy. Um, it's awkwardly funny. Like, there's brutal things happening, but they do it in kind of Nicholas an awkward Hulk. and funny way. Uh, yes, this is about Catherine the Great, uh, who marries uh, the Tsar at the time, which is Peter. Um, I forget which one, uh, but that's played by Nicholas Holt. Uh, Elle Fanning plays Catherine. Um, I'm not a huge Elle Fanning guy, um, but she's, she's actually pretty damn good at this uh before i was just only a fan because of super eight because fuck yeah super eight not super eight that so movie. good it's amazing um but the great is very very well written and nicholas holt is extremely funny in a horrible way like he plays just a horrible narcissist that's never been told no and it's really fucking funny even though he literally punches El face in this episode. I think I like the idea of Nicholas Holt more than the execution of Nicholas Holt. I would have agreed with you until I saw this episode. He just nails this role. He's really fucking funny in it. Um, I think he's he's a perfectly capable actor. Um, I really wanted to see Tolkien. I really wanted to see Tolkien. I still want to. Um, it's okay. I I liked um, Mad Max, but I had no desire to see the favorite, despite loving Yorgos Lanthimos, or at least the Lobster. Um, the favorite, not for you, man. It's not. I I knew from the beginning when I saw it. I was like, this. I want to watch it because I love the director. But I'll just go back to Colin Farrell trying to stab himself in the eye with a with a fucking steak knife in a Denny's or whatever. I'm good without watching The Favorite. And like, did you watch Killing of a Sacred Deer? No, I want to. I need you to, because I still don't know what the fuck to say about that movie. Um, I mean, my problem is if I'm watching a movie with that kid in it, I'm just gonna rewatch American Animals and pray that fucking. Uh, <laughs> What's her name gets released? Uh, Bart, or Thank no, you. it was Anne Dowd. Anne Dowd got Anne Dowd, yeah. Oh, horrible. That movie is fantastic. That movie is amazing. I love that movie. Um, the Great is very good, though. This is an absolute key for me. I will finish it. Um, Trey has already finished it because he loves Trey. it. But uh, it is very, very good. Um well, it kind of reminds me of the old show, The Tudors, except it's got funny parts to it. The Tudors, man, that was one of those shows that I heard so much about. It was it's like little... the, it was the pre Game of Thrones prestige, like sexy show. Like it was like the oh, this is a serialized TV show where they go everywhere. They do everything um not spartacus level but it was definitely one of those shows where i just heard about and i was just like man they're fucking on tv now huh all right cool um and then i watched like one episode and i was like i'm bored like yeah i mean i liked it but i just couldn't get like super into it uh oh that was loud Dinner's um, yeah 
Uh, also on FX, uh, on Hulu, um, Miss of, actually, I think The Great is just a Hulu original. Let me be clear on that. FX yeah. on Hulu has Miss America, which is uh, starring Kate Blanchett. Um, this is also based uh, around a real-life story. Um, I've forgotten her name. I'm sorry, it's been a while. Um, book. Uh, this t- takes place in the time right after like Nixon, and it was like a big start in uh, women in politics. Um, so it's um, it's always got a great cast. It's got Kate Blanchett. It's got Rose Byrne. Uh, uh, Phyllis Shapley is who. Uh, Elizabeth Banks is in it. Um, it it's a solid cast, and it's uh, Mar- the aforementioned wrongly mentioned Margot Martindale's in this uh, character actress Margot Martindale. Yes, it's a good and it's an interesting show. It's a little slow. I watched it with Jayla, and she really liked it. And I think it will be a good show that I will still cut. Um, it's just I don't think I'm the target audience for it. Interesting. I feel like and I feel like Brittany and Trey would enjoy watching this together. If that makes sense. Yeah. Um, totally. Those two are weird. <laughs> like, you know what I mean? I mean, they're their own thing. And they're like, definitely their own. I love them to death. Love them to death. Love Brittany. Love Trey. But it's just like, they're the couple that you're just like... Yeah, we're friends with them. Like, they're just... The only thing about them, like, they take... They, like, both took on, like... I feel like they became very similar to the same person. They Uh, became that couple that's one person. Yeah, kinda. I mean, which is fine. Like, I... Yeah, I, I, I love them to death. Look, if you find that person fantastic, right? I think that's amazing. And, like I said, I love them both to death. It's just like they kind of both – and I don't mean this in any way negative. They definitely both kind of took on each other's personality in a way that happened like very fast. Um, and it's just they're – it's cool. They kind of live by their own thing. They're like off in that community, like kind of separated from them, most of us, and we don't get to see them anywhere near as often. But I love them to death. Kill for them both. It's just like when I think about what their day-to-day life must be, it kind of baffles me. Does it involve hours and hours of board games? Because that's there's, all I know. There's that for sure. But it's like, when I sit back and I think, you know what? I bet I can understand what Evan's doing right now. I bet I got a good idea about what Chuck's doing right now. I probably know what Trey's doing right now, but I just don't know if I understand it fully, you know? If I had to guess, well, right now sleeping or saying he really needs to go to bed and he's always in bed yeah. by now. Basically. He's 100% posting a political article. This is prime PolitiFacts trade time. Like, yeah. If I had to be real sure, I would say that Trey currently has on some TV show that he can't explain to you because he's not paying close enough attention in the background, but he's quote-unquote watching while he plays a board game with Brittany whilst po- reposting something on Facebook without any comments of his own. And is eating those peanut butter pretzels. I mean, let's be honest, though. If I could choose that <laughs> life for the one I got right now, one of them has peanut butter pretzels. <laughs> and despite my best efforts to say I don't like them, those peanut butter pretzels are fucking great. 
Oh, they're fucking amazing. They're so bad for you, but man, they're good. Uh-huh. And also, I'm 90% certain when we went and watched, of all things, John Rambo or Rambo Last Blood or whatever it was called, I'm pretty certain my stepdad did have COVID at the time and we just didn't know about it. Um, I had a lot of those pretzels that night, though. Yeah, man. There's a lot of that shit going around, man. Like, a lot of people got real sick, and we didn't know what it was. Like, COVID was around longer than we thought. I mean, I got real sick around that same time, like, in like in February. Um, and I tested for the flu and tested negative, and I was like, oh, but 60% of tests or whatever are positive. So, like, it's a possibility that I still potentially had the flu. It's entirely possible I had COVID. I'm not going to – I'm not going to go through the whole, like – whatever the platelet test or whatever um just because i don't like i I don't care that much about it um i care if i have it now and i got tested and i don't have it according to a test that may or may not be 50 50 but um yeah i'm like fairly positive like because again it was like lung shit and his lungs just like kept shutting down and nobody knew what was going on and all that shit um Yes, if I were to, I would probably agree with your assessment of what Trey's doing right now, except for the fact that there's a 90% chance it's Bob's Burgers, and he can absolutely tell you what's happening with it. Or Central Park. Yeah. He's big into that. All right, we'll move on. Instead of our new weekly game, guess what Trey's doing right now? I'm in. Uh, Make that weekly game, including when Trey's on the show, I am 100%. Oh, yeah. Yeah, because about halfway through, he'll go, wait, what are we talking about? <laughs> uh, Perry Mason. I really wish I had watched one episode of this. I need to know if Chuck liked this show, because he's old and he should like Perry Mason. But this ain't your grandpa's Perry Mason now. Is this uh, uh, who? Is this McAvoy? Uh, this is Matthew Reese um, from The uh-huh. Americans. This show production value is off the fucking charts and the cast is just stacked um this show is very much for me i watched the first episode with jayla and i haven't watched another one even though i really wanted to because it's kind of brutal and jayla did not enjoy it you see a kid a dead kid pretty graphically like very early on of which i'm pretty sure checked out because of that Chuck is out yeah Trey is uh, in as long as it's not tremblay yeah, then they re-showed Dead Kid later on, and it's it's just not good. Uh, but it's a kind of brutal show. It's The only worry with you is it's slow. It's an interesting slow, but it is slow. Um, interesting slow and, gets me. Interesting slow gets me. It's just slow for slow's sake does not get me. It's got a true detective top vibe, but without Russ Cole at the so, time. Now, Matthew Reese is very good, but Russ Cole is next level good. True, True Detective straddles a very weird line. Season one, brilliant. Two, terrible. Uh, three, really good actors, but nothing could drag me in to episode two. Um, it was hard. It was a hard watch. I'm going to give this a shot. Um, I, I like almost every HBO show I watch. Uh, I I like that. This is absolutely a keep for me. I one I'm a Carrie Matthew Reese just fan. Uh, I fucking love that guy. I like murder mysteries a lot. This is very much this is 
like prequel Perry Mason. This is like him getting his like start into what he's doing, and uh, it's uh, he's not necessarily he's not even an attorney yet. You know, he's not like he becomes a lawyer that ends up like solving crimes and all sorts of stuff. Uh, it's he's a uh, basically a private job, but he just goes and takes pictures of people cheating on their wives when we're starting. So, so I, I don't know anything about Perry Mason at all, like the original. Um, but this show to me screams like it should be noir. Is it noir or is it just period? It feels, it has a noir feel, uh, for sure. It feels, yeah, it, it checks the boxes of what you're, what you're probably wanting. Yeah. I, think. I mean, if I'm being honest in a perfect world, this has voiceover set to a smooth, Smooth saxophone background. God, the LA Confidential is so good. It really is. Um, speaking of which, Kevin Spacey, my brain goes there. I watched Iron Will again the other day for the first time in like 25 years. I forgot Kevin Spacey was the news reporter in it, but it really sucks that he's the world's biggest piece of shit because he's just an enjoyable actor. He was a He's an amazing actor. That That's not negated by how big of a son of a bitch he is it just makes it uncomfortable like i literally thought halfway through that movie i was like did he advance himself onto the young man playing iron will stoneman in this movie it's a good chance he did and that makes me like really sad um iron will is such a good movie watching it as an adult what are your thoughts on it iron will yeah I love it just as much today as I did in 1994, man. I that I haven't seen it since the mid 90s, but it is a named movie by I don't remember who. I was told it very much does not hold up, man. Um, I have every like. First of all, I don't know for sure that it's not the same actor, but it occupies the same space in my brain as the Rocketeer, um, in terms of like. The right level of cheesy, fun, like, Americana 1990s, to me, it totally holds up. But all that it is, is a snow, a, a sled dog movie, right? Like, all that it is, is a movie about a kid overcoming everything. I remembered the movie way differently. Like, I remember him, like, not sleeping through the night and waking up early and having that advantage. But I remember him being, like in the lead most of the time because of it. Nah, dude, that dude skipped sleeping and still somehow came in, like, almost last place every leg of the race until the end. Um, I remembered specifically the moment where he listened to those dumb fucking kids who were like, we know a shortcut, Iron Will, and got him stuck on a train track for no reason. I love that movie. I love it. I stayed up till 3 o'clock in the morning on a work day to watch that movie. I feel like I just watched the movie again. Like, I didn't remember really what the fuck happened in Iron Will, and I literally remember every detail now. That's some damn fine nutshelling by you, and I'm proud of you. Thank you, sir. It also helps that I'm a huge husky man. Like, I want a husky. That When I get my own home and I have a fenced-in backyard or whatever, I am getting a husky. And Gus, the main dog, beautiful white husky. I was going to name my dog Oi. But there's a chance I named my dog uh, Gus just based on the fact that that is like the most beautiful dog I've ever seen in my life. But it's. A it, like 
smaller dog for Oi? It would have to be a smaller dog, or at least a dog that has black in its coat. Yeah. God, I want a yeah. good dark tower. Fuck you. Fuck you, Jeff Bezos. Fuck you to the end of the earth. That guy made $13 million, or excuse me, $13 billion on Monday. I don't <laughs> give a shit. Spend 1.12% of it and give me the dark tower, you asshole. Uh, dude, you're preaching to the choir for that. <laughs> Man, the dark tower so good. Yes, it is. God, okay, I can't get started on that. Um, returning show premieres. Uh, it doesn't feel right to talk about Doom Patrol without Chuck because Chuck is the world's biggest Doom Patrol fan. Plus, um, I have every intention of finishing finishing season one and watching season two. And now that it's not on DC Universe and it's on HBO Max, I have a legitimate shot of doing that. Yeah, there are better platforms to watch on HBO Max unless you are watching things on Amazon Fire Sticks or uh, Roku's because then not so much. I mean, let's be fair. People shouldn't have either of those two things right now. And I know you do, I believe, but... Oh, no, the Fire Stick is wonderful. It, it has apps get updated regularly, where it's like built-in TV apps on most TVs never do. Um, it's a, uh, It has more 4K options usually, and it has all the apps. And they just it just works better. Um, so if I don't have a gaming device in there, it's the option because I used to get Apple TVs, um, and then I realized that I could get a Fire, uh, 4K Fire Stick on sale, uh, not even that on sale, for like 30 bucks, and the new Apple TV is like 200 for no apparent reason, and it does the exact same thing. It's that stupid logo on it. It's that brand. Apple is the, Apple. The, the only thing that Apple, well, you can play some games on it, but you can do that on this one too. But um, I could stream straight from my MacBook onto there, but I just don't do that anymore. I just I used to do it a lot, and now that I don't, I just it just doesn't really make sense for me to do that. Yeah. Um. Anyways, but yeah, if you have gaming devices, I'm pretty sure HBO Max is on all of those. Well, it's definitely on my I, Xbox, which you know, it's nice. I, I and I also like. Um, I signed in last night to kind of mess with it for the first time and probably should have watched an episode of TV, but um, I'm trying to keep up with Kind of Funny is doing their Miyazaki Studio Ghibli interview, and there's a couple of those movies that I've never seen. So, like, I actually, I could talk about it real quick, but um, I did get to watch Nausicaa, Valley of the Wind, and I'm halfway through Castle in the Sky right now, which are, like, two of those movies that I've never seen. Um, I love the interface of that app overall it's smooth it's crisp it kind of looks just new um it's definitely like it, it's nice it's nice when it has it built into the gaming system as it makes no sense that any broadcasting app is not built into that right now nicer than peacock man i i, I am not gonna fuck with peacock until it has like the one thing that i absolutely must watch but even then like i I wanted to like it, and I wanted to get excited about it, but I just can't find a way to. I'm watching, like, the free version of Peacock for, like, new shows until, like, they get, like, the the thing that they'll be there. And I'm sure they'll get there eventually, but it's not there yet. There's no reason for me to pay yet. Um, all right. Doom Patrol, if you like the first season, it's just more Doom Patrol. I, it's It picks up 
shortly after the first season, Cliff's still real fucking funny. He, for reasons I won't say, they're all most of them are like tiny miniature versions of themselves at this moment because Doom Patrol. And Cliff keeps taking his anger out by going and doing death matches with uh, rodents. And uh, he walks back. Uh, <laughs> he walks to like a, they're all watching a movie, and he walks back in wearing a rat skin at one point, and he's like, "What? What the fuck you want to say?" Uh, it, that show is the weirdest fucking thing ever. And well, that's not true. That's Legion, but it's very it's up close. Um, and, but it's still very good. I don't, I'll go into details back when Chuck's back on, is on that one. Uh, it's pretty fucking funny though. Um, nice. I don't think it's like the greatest thing like Chuck does, but it is very good. Nice. Uh, finish shows was a lot of stuff that was just me and Chuck, uh, Legion and Killing Eve. So we'll just save those. There's no reason for me just to skip over him and talk about them. Uh, but. We finally watched His Dark Materials, which Chuck did too, but he can miss out on this one. Me and you were talking about it. Yeah. Tell me what you think about this. His Dark Materials is... It's got an interesting history and path with me as a property in general. I read books one and two. Um, the Golden Compass and something about a knife. I can't remember anymore. It's like the Silver Knife or something like that. Um, I really love both of those books. I think they're great. I read them both before the Golden Compass movie came out in 2009, and then I saw the Golden Compass movie, and it broke every spirit in my body, and I gave up. It's so bad. I gave up on book three. I didn't even start book three, unfortunately. I love the lore and the world of his dark materials i think that it's fantastic and interesting um you do have to be okay with a lot of anti-church rhetoric um it does not love god <laughs> it does not like the church uh the magisterium is just simply the catholic church essentially and they are very much the evil in the world um but the lore behind it is all great the show is fun and the show hits the tone of the books i think really well and introduces a lot of things that will go on to be pretty important in season two and i, I really like that i think there are two there's one good actor and one enjoyable actor and nobody else of consequence that i think i enjoy watching perform acting in this show I love James McAvoy, and I think he's a great actor, so he's clearly number one, but he's also in it for, like, two scenes. Um, and Lin-Manuel Miranda just happens to be a super affable and enjoyable guy, so him playing Lee Scornsby, like, totally makes sense to me, and it, he kind of embodies what I remember ten years ago reading those books and, like, feeling, like, in a connection to that character. I think Daphne Keene is flat-out bad as lyra um she's not believable as innocent she's not believable as like rebellious she she's not what she was in logan and i'm wondering if she has it in her in any way but i still enjoy the show like i i don't think anybody's a good actor in it but i enjoy the show still knowing not knowing anything about the source material like she didn't bother me i certainly wouldn't say she was good 
but I don't like have a comparison for what that character should be. It just feels like bad writing for me for a lot of her dialogue. Now she's again, she's not like good in it, but I don't really care about that. The only person that was so bad I didn't enjoy watching her at times was Ruth Wilson. I thought she was terrible, awful. She's one hundred percent terrible in like the Cruella Deville way. Yeah, like I get, I'm supposed to hate her character, but not like that. It's just it was it was bad. I didn't enjoy it, um, but uh, I did like the world. Is the cool part of that? You're right. Like I really enjoyed the world of his summer enough that I really am wanting like another season of that. Like. Also, it leaves on the biggest cliffhanger. Um, but I like the idea of the two worlds. I like the idea of the city in the sky, which I guess is either the other world or heaven. Um, so I don't remember if it goes too much into that in book two or not, or if that's more like a book three thing. Um, if they go to three, I mean, they, they filmed season two back to back. like So it's already filmed, which is good. Um, but... Yeah, they, they, it goes places it's been book three from what I've heard, for sure. Um, yeah, I know, like, I like the idea of, like, what they're doing with dust and, like, the mystery that that does. Like, I, I'm having to look at this at, like, a, from an extremely, like, fictional, just enjoy the world thing. Because, yes, there are some undertones against, like, a religion that I am a part of. Uh, yes. Well, not Christianity, not necessarily Roman Catholic, but, you know... Uh, I get the gist of it, um, but um, just the world. I love the idea that in this world uh, there are their demons, uh, which are their the living representation of their souls that are attached to them. Like I, I just really enjoyed that. I also thought on what didn't get as big of a budget as a lot of HBO shows do. I thought the CG on most of it was pretty solid. Um, um, I thought. Uh, York the Bear was done really well. York Bernson, easily the best CGI in the show. I think uh, Pan was really, really good as well, and most of the times they used him. Um, the demons are clearly the thing that I love. I think the monkey was bad. The golden monkey just didn't I was look. Say, that monkey, though, like, it was weird. Like, it just it yeah. always like looked oddly out of place. Yes, it didn't really, like, it. it's... Kind of like the foxes in Ghost of Tsushima, where like it never looks like it's actually in the scene that it's in. <laughs> um, it's like the one kind of thing I've recognized about that game is like every time I go to pet a fox or anything, it's like you're kind of standing on the ground, but you're really floating above it or under it. Um, and I feel like the monkey is kind of the same way. Um, I think my favorite episode of this was the episode um, in Bulvagrad or whatever, like the, I can't remember exactly what it's called, but the, the one where they're actually doing the experiments on the children and they're uh, cutting them away from their demons. Like, it's such a violent, like, can you imagine, obviously, no, being cut away from your soul um, and, like, what that does. And, yeah, like, these kids survive, but what are they, essentially, aside from, like, husks of them former se- of their former selves? And, like, I get the idea of what they're doing in terms of, like, trying to essentially get rid of sin or get it get rid of like sinful thoughts and like i think it's a good motivation for uh the characters but just that whole episode just had a fun like it it had a purpose to it that a lot of the episodes did not um i agree i liked anything that had yorick in it because yorick was my jam 
Yes, the York is the best. He's a giant, drunken, armored bear. I really enjoyed the one where they go to, like, the bear city. I was like, oh, this is awesome. Yeah, and he fought the other king whose name I can't remember right now. I can't either, but it, it was really cool. I especially liked um, the way they shot York winning that fight. Like, the king going after Lyra and him, like, getting his, like, last gasp of energy, basically. And they shot it from her perspective where, like, you could see her face. And it was just, like, one bear beating the shit out of another bear in the background with, like, not a whole lot of noise. And, like, I think that shot particularly was really well done. I also really enjoy everything going on with Michael. In the other world. Oh, yeah, in, like, I guess, quote-unquote, our world. Yes, uh, yeah, I don't know. I like everything going there. I also, I, sliding in on who I actually think was a good actor was the villain that kept coming over to our world. The, the black, black guy? guy? I, thought he, I thought he was actually pretty solid. He was fine. He was just such a minor part except for, like, in, like, maybe one or two specific episodes that, like, I kind of forget about him. I think the kid who played Michael was fine, too. His mother was fine. Like, that whole side of the story, I really like it. The actors are all good in it. It's just, like, such a small part of, like, the unique thing about this show and this world is what's going on in Lyra's world. So, like, they're the it's the more memorable stuff um, overall. <coughs> uh, it just turns out that Lyra's parents are the fucking worst. Like, even, like, a lot of the problems I have probably come down to dialogue. Because even James McAvoy, who we know is a good actor, some of his lines, I was like, ugh. Uh, yeah. But also, man, you're just like, you suck. Yep, <laughs> like, 100%. Like the worst. So, yeah, I don't know. I'm glad I watched it. I'm glad it's one we made sure we went and finished. And it's one that I will, I will watch season two on. So I'm glad we finally did that. Yep, my next commitment... Carnival Row. Jam writes, first thing I'm watching for the next, well, I'm going to watch that and Dave kind of rotate back and forth. I think I can watch both those. Then it's Riverdale time. God damn it. I've got to start that soon. It's my favorite time of the year. It's time to binge all of Riverdale. (laughs) What a horrible existence, sir. It's amazing. God, I love it. Oh, man. I'll do it in like three days too, and I'll just be it'll be the best three days of the year. I would live with having to watch that show if it were thirteen episodes. You know, like just why twenty two? Why CW? I agree. It should be forty six. God damn it! <laughs> <laughs> Fucking love it. It's so good. What uh, else? We- uh, all right, let's talk. I'll tell you what, let's say, because we're going to do it two weeks, let's say Palm Springs, and we're, it's getting late. Let's talk about Hamilton. We'll, we'll end it on Hamilton. Everybody's fucking talking about Hamilton, so let's me and you talk about Hamilton. Fuck yeah, you, man. Trey, and actually Hamilton. Now, yeah, we've right? all seen it with the original cast. You know, yeah, we saw it with the original cast. We didn't go to some fake-ass Broadway, uh, on Broadway, probably, uh, and, you know, spend thousands of dollars, which I would love yeah, to do, I, don't get me wrong. <laughs> dollars this month. So, for those of us who did remember the fact that we did a geek sheet of our Broadway musicals or stage musicals or whatever you want to say, um, it was, like, right after Hamilton started getting real big about three or four years ago. I've loved this soundtrack. It literally, the soundtrack for Hamilton is my number one played album on artist on Spotify for the decade. 
despite the fact that I'm like the world's biggest Coheed and Cambria fan, somehow Hamilton beat him out. <laughs> um, I absolutely adore the soundtrack. I know basically every word. I've loved it since the first time I heard it. But it's really hard to compare listening to it and seeing the production that is Hamilton. It's so cool. So, you know me, I don't, uh, <coughs> excuse me, COVID, uh, I don't <laughs> listen to musical soundtracks until I see the musical. Like, yes. just, I don't like to do it. I don't want to ruin it. I waited for years to see Book of Mormon because I always wanted to see it. Um, so this was a wonderful surprise for me because I thought it was going to be a long time before I legitimately ever heard anything from Hamilton. Yeah. Um, I'm kind of. I, I love history, so I knew a lot about Alexander Hamilton, and I liked that aspect of this way more than I thought I would. But I was pretty convinced, not because I like just wanted to not like it, but and I thought I would like it, but I was just almost positive that it would be that it couldn't. It was impossible for it to not be overhyped for me. Uh, uh, but I was wrong. It was fucking awesome. Like I like ten minutes in, I was like, oh shit, I really love this. It's just really like it's so well written um, and like the way that they did the stage performance and the way that the choreography worked and the like it's so inviting as a thing in general. Right. Like, I mean, it it, it literally works for all ages. Like I, we, we went and saw Book of Mormon and I commented many times about how I was shocked how many old white people uh, were in the crowd in Chattanooga, Tennessee to see that and enjoying the shit out of themselves. And like, I could hear people talking about having like known the songs in advance and stuff like that. And I thought that was super cool. Um, but like this, you understand how it is relatable to literally everybody. Um, it is an enjoyable, fun, high energy show. Um, it's not hip hop Broadway. It is still, a Broadway show and like, yeah, there's some like kind of spoken word stuff and a little bit of like hip hop influence for sure. But it's more just the really well put together musical numbers and the really well put together set pieces and choreography. I love this, the rotation in the middle of the uh, stage. I love the, like the woman who plays the bullet in the duels, like the way they did all of that and the moving set pieces. Like I, also had a nice benefit of the night that this was supposed to drop on Disney Plus. I just happened to check and see if it was out there early or whatever, um, July 4th or July 3rd or whatever. And it turns out that no, Hamilton wasn't ready, but Newsies, which is like my favorite musical of all time, happened to have the Broadway production, which I've never gotten to see, up on Disney Plus. So I got to watch that um, in the middle of the night until about three o'clock in the morning. And that was also fantastic. Um, the way that those set pieces have come together, it's not just a stage with people singing on it anymore. It's moving parts. It's um, great costumes and changes. And um, like in Newsies, they're moving around these giant uh, fire escapes to represent the buildings of New York. And they're doing chase scenes and like running between them while they're moving. And they do the same thing in Hamilton. And it's so enjoyable and like getting to see Jonathan Groff playing King George, which is easily like most people's takeaway for the best, you know, the steal of the show, essentially um, seeing him like with that madness of King George and like the spit dribble on his mouth and like the way he plays it off and how enjoyable it is. I could not have been happier. And like every part of it, every single part of it was just enthralling to me, even having like known all the songs. George is the best character of that show. <laughs> Somehow, 
somehow I missed, despite the fact that like I've listened to the soundtrack so much, I just never put two and two together in my head that there were like most of the roles are dual acting. Um, I yeah. never put it together. I never knew the woman, the girl that played Peggy um, Schuyler also played Mariah Reynolds. I never knew that David Diggs, I knew him as um, Thomas Jefferson. I never knew he was Lafayette. I don't know how I didn't, but I just didn't. Um, him as it was, Jefferson, kind of like the, he's like the sneaky, like, sh- show stealer. He's awesome as oh. Jefferson. David Diggs is amazing, and yes, he's great as Jefferson. That intro song of um, What Did I Miss? Like, the opening to the act two after the intermission, and, like, just the way he kind of swaggers onto the stage, and, like, you immediately know, even though you've seen him playing Lafayette, um, you immediately know he's a different character, and you get introduced him as Thomas Jefferson, and, like, he's so charismatic. Um, To me, the MVP of that show... Is one hundred percent Leslie Odom Jr. Um, King George it might is, be my favorite it, moment, but man, he's so good as Aaron Burr. He's the narrator in a lot of moments. He's so strong in his actual acting. Like I keep thinking back to like the very like the second song in the show, which is uh, you know Aaron Burr, sir, and like his yeah. facial expressions when he's like, "You punch the burser," and like he has like this really confused. Like look on his face, and I didn't realize when listening to the soundtrack, but he's got a pretty pronounced lisp. Um, but it works so well for his character, and like, man, I love it. I love it so much, and I love how even the background characters and like the guy who played Charles Lee just happens to show up for the rest of the show as just like the ensemble, and like it's just it's so well put together. It makes me so excited for the actual theatrical adaptation of In the Heights because I've also liked a lot of that music a lot and that trailer is so good um i would love for them to do a hamilton production like a movie and i still think we'll get it one day but if this is all i ever get i'm so happy that i can kind of revisit it at any time no yeah i'm happy with it uh my sneaky like one of my favorite like kind of unsung characters was the guy that plays uh george washington is very good you're right i'm sorry Chris fucking Jackson is my hero. That dude is so good. His George Washington is so good. His voice is so smooth. Um, yeah, it is. Every time he was on, like, he has a commanding presence that just feels, I, I think George Washington looks like that. Like, I just do. He just fits George Washington so much. And he kind of looks like Dodge a little bit, um, which. Dodge. I thought that too. <laughs> Like, is it racist? I didn't, you know, I kind of didn't think that at first. I was like, man, I don't know if I want to say it, but, like, he does. But I've listened to One Last Time so much in just the last two days. Um, And, like, I think about the situation that we're in. And, look, I mean, there's controversy around this show because, of course, there is. It's 2020. Um, But, like, you think about where we are as a country right now and what November could look like and what January could look like if November turns out the way that a large portion of our audience at least wants to happen. And like, you think about that, you know, the actual resignation, somebody being bigger as a person than the role they want to play and stepping away from being a president and that speech that they recite that they used to and still in most cases do recite on Washington's birthday and 
you just can't imagine where we're at right now and what that could actually mean. Um, there's also right. a really cool, like, from the White House performance on in like Obama's last year of that of Hamilton in general. They can't, like just were on in suits, like performing for Obama in, in general. But specifically, if you watch the YouTube video of them doing one last time, like you could see people in the crowd in the White House getting like emotional at the idea of you know the president currently stepping away and like it's really powerful it's really really powerful and it's so cool that this is able to work and yeah these people aren't perfect they were slave owners they were a lot of things but there's a certain limit to in my opinion at least and obviously we're in our own privileged state here I, i i can't say what it's like to be like oh you, you you can't dismiss the slavery aspect, but you can't focus on it entirely. It's not really my place to say that. It would be the same thing with me saying like, oh, you can't focus on the, you know, concentration camps. It's not, it doesn't really work that way, right? But at the same time, like, it's really hard to continuously say like, at, at what point do all of our founding fathers become problematic? Yeah, I mean, it was kind of a way of life back then that a lot of them didn't really even understand that anything was wrong with it. And, and it's it's no full excuse, but it it's it's difficult to hold, and that's like even going back to the ages, it's difficult to hold the past to today's lens. As much as I agree that it never should have happened, at the same time, I can't just instantly condemn people who didn't murder, right? People who didn't rape, people who didn't, you know, I mean, yeah, I, I nobody should ever own a person, right? I, and that's not a controversial thing, or at least it shouldn't be. They did a really really horrible thing, but they did also this insane amazing thing that most of us would even dare to dream about you know i can can stand in my kitchen in 2020 and have the freedom to say what i want to say because of the foundation that these men put forth and that does not excuse the negativity of aspects of their life but it doesn't mean that i'm going to immediately dismiss every aspect of it and that i can't enjoy a story based on their lives while still accepting that part of it was not something that could possibly ever be considered okay. Yeah, just, a and, bunch and like, of imperfect people did something really good. You yeah. know, sometimes that happens. Yeah. In fact, everyone's imperfect, so that happens. All right, last thing I want to know, what's your favorite song? Uh, it has always been, and I still think is my shot. That is up there for me. Did did it? Did any show get better watching the original cast live as versus just hearing it? Yeah. Um, what did I miss? And uh, one last time, specifically. But um, actually, pretty much everything post Philip dying, like Burn for the Reynolds pa- like after the Reynolds pamphlet, I thought was great. Philip Sue was great in that, um, and specifically Uptown the uh the hamilton's move uptown like that song knowing what it is and knowing like seeing it really broke me (laughs) like there's a power to that song that it's usually one that i kind of skip uh when it comes up on the soundtrack but now not anymore like it's just that one specifically and one last time and that's just because i didn't expect to love george washington the way that i did in the actual performance that one and my shot are up there for me, but actually, also my, my I think my number one is "Here Comes the General." Oh, um, Guns and Ships. Yeah, 
It's so good. Are you, you're talking about the, uh, oh, no, wait, here comes the general. You're talking about uh, when they introduce Washington, right? We are outgunned, yeah. outmanned, outnumbered, outplanned. That whole musical number, like, watching it, I was like, this is amazing. Yeah, Guns and Ships also jumped up really high on my list, and that's the one where they're really focused on Lafayette. Um, yeah. The, yeah, the ragtag army in need of a shower somehow defeats a global superpower, like, all that. Like, it's, it, God, it's... It's so good. <laughs> I get, I want to go watch it again right now. It's very, very good. Uh, I get the hype. One of the few times that hype like that completely lives up, I would say. Uh, yeah. Uh, Book, of, Book of Mormon did the same thing for me, but I had also gotten to listen to it beforehand. But just the first time I got to listen to it, I was like, oh, this is this is exactly what I wanted. This is a Broadway musical from Trey and Matt. <laughs> That's exactly what this is. Yeah. Well... Let's call it a night. Yeah. I got ghost we, to do. I need to uh, go home and either sleep or beat The Last of Us. I think I'm going to sleep tonight. But damn it, I'm going to beat The Last of Us soon. I'm going to beat it before next Tuesday for damn sure so I can also play some Ghost of Tsushima so I can talk about that too. But we're going to talk a lot about The Last of Us uh, next Tuesday. Uh, make sure to check that out because that is coming. Also, we're going to be recapping uh, some of the uh, uh, video game news that has broke. We have a Ubisoft conference to talk about. Uh, um, and hopefully a really good Xbox conference that's in a couple of days. Um, I feel like there was some other game stuff that got shown, but Shit, I'll go over the notes then. Either way, a lot of stuff to talk about. Uh, make sure to check us out. Uh, make sure, sure to check out the first two shows, and we will see you guys then. Thank y'all. Thank you for listening to Free For All, your source for all things geek. We just wrapped up another episode, but we're not done. Stay tuned for more episodes when we make our return next week. Don't forget to subscribe to the show on iTunes and rate and review us, too. That's the best way for new folks to find our show. You can also find us on the Google Play Store, Stitcher, or your favorite podcasting app. Don't forget that you can now subscribe to our YouTube channel to watch the show as we record, and you can catch our live streams on the Free For All Facebook page. Also, feel free to tweet us at FFA Podcast to keep in touch. Thanks again, everyone, and we'll see you next time. There we go. Let's just, okay, now that we went through two solid comedic yeah. segments, what do you got? <laughs> I got nothing. Okay, that's all. Our good material is done. That sounds about right.